the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. This is a brief cast, an abbreviated, more condensed version of a full-fledged episode, but welcome aboard nonetheless. We hope that you become a part of the podcast community that I have created around this podcast, and there are ways that you can get involved. If this is your first time, we certainly encourage you to go back and listen to past episodes, and also join the group, the Facebook group, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group, and like the fan page, and we there post poll questions. A lot of folks post each and every day a lot of fun stuff a great way to talk trash get involved and not necessarily talk trash. you can talk trash but post about some of your favorite athletes or sports or events or whatever's on your mind in the world of sports you can do that and also we've made available 24 hours a day a sports line you can give us a call with a question a comment a suggestion a recommendation a feedback If you want to push back against something you heard or follow up on something that you heard on the podcast, you can do that via the sports line, 832-941-6614, and you might just end up on the very next episode. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Wadesword, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. Well, as many of you know, I am also the host of KTSU Sports Talk on Choice 90.9 KTSU your community station each and every Saturday with the legend Ralph Cooper, the radio hall of famer. And of course the silver Fox, Kevin Allen. Well, recently we had a conversation with a man that turned out to be my second cousin, Daryl Wade from the Houston Astros. He heads up their youth Academy and he was there on behalf of the Houston Astros organization to promote a huge tournament coming up this weekend. The HBCU classic, the cactus Jack HBCU classic, that features six HBCUs playing a baseball tournament for three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's a great opportunity to celebrate African-American involvement in baseball. And we had a conversation with him a little while ago about this event and about youth baseball in the minority community, about HBCU baseball, about the Astros and the team itself, and the new hire of Dana Brown, the new general manager. So just a great conversation with him. And, of course, uh, it was great to realize that he was my cousin. So uh, his dad and my dad were first cousins, and we had an opportunity to converse along with the legend Ralph Cooper. So here's that conversation, a great conversation about African-American involvement in baseball and the youth movement and HBCU baseball and all of that good stuff. Here's that conversation. One of the things that we talk about is how these professional franchises have impacts on the community and how it's important. The wins and losses are are huge, but they are really, really important when it comes to what they do in the community. And I think for a long time now, 
the Houston Astros and through the Houston Astros Foundation has done a tremendous job of uh, reaching out and they have a huge event and here to talk about it is Daryl Wade who I just realized is, I'm related to uh, he is the director of the Astros Youth Academy I, I didn't I, I see didn't. it in your head <laughs> I hopefully told you. we got big heads <laughs> I told you, <laughs> I told you. Yeah, well, congratulations yeah, I, find yeah. Out who your I mean are. you always wonder but yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah, like yeah. confirmed so yeah, yeah. welcome good morning hey good morning Thank you very much for having us. Well, hey, thank you for being here. And there are a lot of things I want to talk about. But first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about the event that's coming up in February on the 19th. It's the Astros Foundation Cactus Jack HBCU Classic at Minute Maid Park. Uh, let's talk about it because it's exciting. Hey, we're very excited about this. This is something that uh, we first brought up, uh, I guess, March, right during spring training after we had some conversation with Dusty Baker, and he kind of gave his sign of approval that we should do it. And we came back and uh, met with our new boss at the time, Paula Harris, who uh, immediately said, let's do it. So we're very excited about it. It's an opportunity for us to bring in uh, historical black college to play at a major league ballpark. Uh, for the first time that we know of that all teams were historical black colleges playing in the all-division one schools. So we're, like I said, we're, we're overly excited. And it's from uh, Mr. Crane on down to the last person on the totem pole that the state is involved in it. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend, and we're excited about it. We hope that we can – we know that we got to get the Houston community to come out to support it. That's the only way it's going to be successful. We want fans from all six schools, which is Prairie View, TSU, Grambling Southern, Jackson State, and Mississippi Valley. We want them all, but we know right here in Houston we have a huge fan base for those two schools, Prairie View and TSU. So we, we need Houston to come out and support us. Yeah, and that's taking place February 17th through the 19th. And again, I mean, this is HBCU baseball in one of the best venues in all of baseball. And it's also an opportunity to see all these schools at once. And there are other events surrounding it. If you can't tell us about a few of those things, I see the the college fair and stuff like that. What are some of the other things that are involved? Well, one of the, we've always had the foundation and the youth academy has always had a college fair. Well, we're including our college fair into this tournament. What we're trying to do is make this as close to a HBCU homecoming as we possibly can because we know HBCU homecomings are the thing that you know people really come out for. You know, I remember growing up, uh, Ralph, when <laughs> Grambling and TSU played, no one came to the Astrodome to see the game. They came to for a fashion show and <laughs> have a good time and watch the band. So we're trying to do all of that uh, right there. But uh, the college fair is very big for us because we do try to get our kids in school. Uh, so we're having the college fair. Right now we have over 80 schools registered for the college fair, and we're not just talking small schools. We're talking schools of uh, Missouri, uh, Ole Miss are coming to this college fair. And, of course, the HBCUs will be there. Uh, we have close to 400 kids already registered to attend that on Saturday morning from 10 to 12. It's not too late to, to register, uh, and I'll give you that information in a minute. We'll play games, of course, that day starting at 11 o'clock, 11, 3, and 7, and I can give you that schedule here in just a second. But and then Saturday, same schedule, 11, 3, and 7, and fr uh, Sunday, 11, 3, and 7 with games. On Saturday night, the turn we're having a actually we're having a Paula Harris birthday party uh, <laughs> celebration there. Her birthday is actually I think Friday, but uh, we have a big event for her there. Uh, she's been a true champion for everything we do with the Astros and Astros Foundation, so we're really excited about that. Uh, we'll get up Sunday morning. We're going to you know, get our church people to come out and support us. We're going to have a gospel breakfast, and we have uh, Marcus D. Uh, Wiley performing for us there that morning. So we're excited about all of that. 
Well, like I said, it's a uh, one of a kind first class uh, event because it's not just the games; it's a an entire weekend of HBCU sports. And again, you, you have to love the fact that you're involved in the college fair and the gospel breakfast, and just having the schools here to play. It's going to be a, a wonderful, wonderful event. And that's opening weekend of college baseball, so we're right. excited that we'll be the first to, to put a showcase on. These games will be broadcast, by the way, uh, on Saturday. All three games will be broadcast uh, on. MLB Network and AT&T Sports so we're excited about that AT&T Sports will go to the five state network so all those schools back home if they don't get here those, their parents and fans will get to see those games now is there a link or a phone number that you want folks uh, to, to call if they want to get those tickets if they want to to see the information and, and sort of be able to share with their friends that's great yes uh, website is astros.com forward slash HBCU classic Okay. Do it again, astros.com forward slash HBCU Classic. And, and so we're going to talk more about that throughout, but let's talk a little bit about the organization, and, and I want to talk about your career as well. Sure. Big news for the Astros, Dana Brown named general manager. Uh, what What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, hey, it's uh, you know now you have an African-American general manager, but beyond that, you want to continue to win in ways. you got a black manager, black GM. Uh, you have an HBCU Classic. So uh, talk a little bit about what you know of Dana Brown and how important it is to have, be represented at the general manager level. Well, first of all, I'm gonna get my plug in. We need D'Amico Ryan here too uh, in a few days, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, I'm a native Houstonian. I've been here my entire life, and uh, this is a tremendous uh, feel for me to see all these African American men, Coach Sampson, all the way across the board here in Houston. Look what we got, and uh, now to have Dana Brown is kind of icing on the cake, should I say? But uh, I got to meet him uh, the other day. I'm really excited about him being here, and I think he'll be a champion for us with our youth as well as our whole entire Astros program. So let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, how much fun has it been on, for the team to be? I mean, I know you you've been working and, and plugging away and doing the great things, uh, the work, great work you've done. But how good has it been to be on this run for these years? Man, it's exciting. I'll be honest with you. I was in HSD when Yates won their first three uh, state championship basketball teams. That was a good run when I was athletic director. I retired to come work for the Astros. We were losing 100 games a year. Now we're winning 100 games a year. It is awesome to be a part of that. I tell people all the time I've worked harder probably the last year than I've ever worked in my life, but I've had a whole lot of fun doing it. It's great to be down in that atmosphere, uh, you know, getting to go to World Series games, getting to travel, uh, going to Springs training <laughs> with the team. It's it's awesome. All-star game. It's just an awesome field uh, to have an opportunity to do that. And you'll come back and show our young people what it can mean. And I think that's one of our – one of the deals I did mention, that we're having a, a virtual career fair for college kids and college players where they'll get us their resumes. We're going to provide it to all of our partners and corporations so they can see these kids firsthand. Uh, we're excited about it. We're going to have a gentleman from uh, MLB, Ty Brooks, who's coming in. He's the head of diversity, vice president of diversity for Major League Baseball. He's going to come in and talk to all all of our players that are coming in. So we're trying to do our part to get our kids in the game. You know, Dusty kind of said it best right before the World Series. It'll be the first time in many, many years that an African-American was not going to take the field. And, you know, I grew up wanting to be on that field, but I realized later that just didn't happen. But here now I'm working in Major League Baseball. So it's a, 
a, a bucket list, a pipe dream for me. So many kids don't know that opportunity they have out there. So many jobs in baseball that you can get involved in. And let's talk a little bit about the Youth Academy because people, I want people to really kind of understand the work that goes into that and how you're trying to create the next generation of African-American baseball players and, and, and minority players, not just African-American. But talk a little bit about the Youth Academy. I, I actually uh, – left HISD to be a part of this because it was groundbreaking as far as a major league team owning an academy. There was an academy at the time in Compton, California. When I first got the job in HISD, they were talking about it, and it came to the part where they needed to hire someone, so I threw my name ahead and was very fortunate to get it. We have about 18,000 kids that come through our doors year-round. We do baseball year-round. We realize that baseball is a game of repetition, and I think a lot of our kids didn't realize that at first, especially in our communities, that you know baseball, you just don't... Even though we're great athletes, you still got to learn the game and have the baseball IQ. So we do baseball year-round. Uh, it's, when it's cold days, we're out there. When it's hot, you know, we have to give them a break during the middle of the day. Here in Houston, they get up to 107 degrees real quick. Uh, we work out in the mornings. and about 11, we stop, and we get back in the afternoon. We play uh, in the summer. We play doubleheaders every night uh, from Memorial Day normally all the way until uh, the 1st of August. And uh, then at that time, we get to take kids on. We've had 10 kids from our academy drafted uh, to Major League Baseball. Last February, we had approximately 200 kids through our program that were playing college baseball or softball somewhere. And I never try to take the credit that we did that because it's all, it's, a, it's a community. You know, it's the co- high school coach. It's us. It's even the travel and select ball coaches that are helping these kids get better to get that opportunity. So what age would you recommend parents sort of get their kids involved in baseball? Because I know for me, and I, I, I said this, and Ralph, we, we've talked about this sort of thing before. I think for me, the most important sport, if you really want to get an early start, is baseball. I would I would personally wait for football for the you know kids' bodies to develop to see what you know what their bodies look like. But as playing baseball, you have to learn and get involved pretty early. What would you recommend? I recommend is you know as soon as they can start you know, picking up a ball. I'll be honest with you. Now, as far as competitive baseball, I believe you know it has, has to wait a little bit till you get into your early you know, <laughs> elementary school years. But training the kids. I know when we first opened that academy, you know we had kids out there and we were training them. And at the time, we didn't have competitive baseball. We just did instruction. And parents, well, when they're gonna play a game? When they're gonna play a game? Well. We got to teach them how to play the game first. I think that's what we work on a lot at the academy is teach them that baseball, what we call baseball IQ. And I think that that hurts a lot of kids because they'll get to playing, but they don't really know how to play and they lose interest in it. And baseball is a game that is played in the summertime. It's hot outside. You know? and, and I remember me, myself growing up, you know, we had a – a middle school that had a junior high at the time that had a gym open in the summer that was no air conditioning now the gyms are air conditioned so you're kind of losing some of those kids going to the basketball but you know you have to have a person that wants to do it it's, it's a sport that I grew up I grew up you know in, in the 60s and uh, listened to the radio listened to the Astros and Code 45 on the radio with my grandfather so it was really uh, an opportunity for me to kind of stay in baseball and back then that was the game that was on TV pretty much right. every Saturday you watch you know baseball so I think as early as they can pick the ball up you know we have guys on our staff that have young sons now and daughters they're getting them out there early three years old we don't start until they're seven but I think you have to start we've had parents bring the kid out at 16 17 years old never played before we don't turn them away but it's very very difficult you know because baseball is a game of repetition 
Yeah. So when you talk uh, about the sport of baseball and the Astros and Major League Baseball, period, trying to bring back uh, minority fans and minority players, what do you think the disconnect is? Because we talk about this all the time. Like, because the three of us all love, love baseball. And especially remember a time when there was so many African-American superstars yeah. in the sport. I mean, you, you still have Mookie Betts. You, you have some now. But how can baseball sort of – I think part of it is baseball has become a very expensive – a game to play. You got to have a glove. You know, not necessarily have to have a bat, but you need a bat. Uh, and it's just an expensive game. And, and I think that has kind of pushed some parents away uh, because knowing we play football, they have the equipment there for you already. Basketball, you just need some tennis shoes, and which most kids have, and that ball. But baseball is very expensive, and I think that is done. I think the heat does it. I think the I think basketball and baseball do a lot a good job of publicizing their sport, uh, and I think that's pretty much part of it. I think, you know, when we've turned that corner now where we really are, especially here in Houston, uh, it's important to us that our kids play baseball. You know, we support nine little league programs around the city of Houston uh, where we purchase their uniforms, uh, we take care of the field maintenance. So we're doing our part, and I think there are other programs, uh, communities in uh, other cities are doing the same thing. There are academies in, in uh, Dallas now with the Rangers as academy, of course, in New Orleans, Cincinnati, uh, and some others, Washington. and So there are a lot of them out there. Just hope they're doing the right thing. I, I can tell you right now, we have more kids coming through our academy than any other academy, right. and I'm, I'm biased, but I think we have a good program here. You know, we've had opportunity now. We're going to probably have AstroTurf coming real soon, which, you know, here in Houston, if you look out there this morning, there would be no baseball this afternoon or tomorrow or probably the next day because of the rain but if we get this turf in we then we'll have a open limit to doing what we're doing and exit astros organization has really been on the forefront of making sure you know the right facilities are there and our kids get opportunity you know our kids get tickets to games you know a lot of kids never been to a baseball game before until we start these programs so talk a little bit more about uh uh, jim crane's commitment and the the organization's commitment to to spreading the sport in the minority community with it the academy. Well, I'll start off here. He, he bought the team, if I'm not mistaken, they announced it on a Tuesday. <laughs> and I got a call from his secretary that afternoon that Mr. Crane's coming to see you tomorrow at the academy. And I said, okay. Well, it's storming that day. I mean, it's storming. And I'm like, he's not going to come out here today. So I looked out at 3 o'clock when he was supposed to arrive and I looked at his car was parked out front. <laughs> you know, he came in. So from that day on, he you know, we got in the golf club. We rode around the facility, and um, he pat me on the knee and said, you're doing a great job, and we're going to make it better. And I can tell you, we have made it better. It's uh, just a dream come true to be able to work in baseball. I, you know, I grew up, I played college baseball at a small HBCU, Paul Quinn College in Waco, Texas. You know, you have those pipe dreams that you're going to get to play ball. But unfortunately, just like some of these kids in this tournament, it's just not going to happen for you. So Mr. Crane has kind of laid it out there to give us an opportunity. You know, to getting those kids drafted, I think, has kind of shown. We know we opened up, we had kids average age 7 to 11. And I said, if we can get a kid by the age of 18 in this group drafted, and we finally did get one drafted. And now, you know, kids now see I can get there too. So, and then I think the important component is you can get, uh, you know, free education. You can get scholarships. And, and have you, I, I, obviously, I'm sure that you had college coaches sort of reach out and kind of see, or at least come see you or talk to you about some of your players. How in, important? Well, that, that's something that happens at least weekly, for <laughs> sure, that we, uh, we're we able to you know, push kids, recommend kids, and we've been successful at it. You know, I learned as being a high school football coach, you tell them the truth. You don't uh, make up anything. Uh, you know, I remember, you know, I coached Aaron Glenn in high school, and he went on his first recruiting visit 
Glenn, Aaron Glenn is five foot nothing. I said, okay, you need to wear these cowboy boots. And, you know, <laughs> and go in there. And, uh, and Aaron is now, you know, coach with the, the Detroit Lions. Had a great uh, career in football. So you, you tell them the truth. You know, the kid is can the kid run? Yes. If you can't run, you need to be honest with you. He can't run that fast. He runs fast enough. So you have to be honest with coaches. And I think we've been able to do that. And like I said, getting those two hundred kids or so in college is, is a is a great feeling. Because, and one of the things we try to do, we contact them and make sure, hey, we're still here for you. And we call them. I was able a few years ago to to go visit like nine or ten different games across the country. Uh, to just just let the kids know, hey, we're still here for you. I went down uh, to. Uh, Memphis to one of my former teammates' funerals in Russ College. We have six of our kids, which is 30 miles from Memphis. I would always surprise them that day. Someone were late for practice, and so they, you know, I got able to, <laughs> to get on them about that. But uh, so we're trying to do things that's just like Russ. You know, the Astros Foundation is trying to help them because they got some facility issues out there. So we're doing a lot of things uh, that we want our kids to have opportunity. So many times, unfortunately, we have parents that will tell us, I don't want my kid to go to HBCU. And my question is, why? You know, why not? You know, it, it's baseball, and it's a place where they can go get an education. Uh, I went to school to get an education. Of course, wanted to play baseball. You know, I went to Prairie View first and, and left and then came home and thought I could talk my mother to let me have a get a good job, and I wasn't going to go back. But his mother's a teacher. That wasn't going to happen, an educator. So I had to find a way to get back to school. <laughs> and, uh, but I had to have that carrot of baseball, and I was very fortunate to get that opportunity at Paul Quinn College and uh, uh, everything else. I can, I've had a great career in, uh, in sports. So talk, if you could, uh, tell folks how they can get their kids involved in the academy yes. and, and give them maybe some, some tips on getting their kids started because it's not like it used to be. It used to be every neighborhood had you know sign-up day and you would have the whole neighborhood, coaches going around the whole neighborhood trying to rally kids. But very th- uh, unfortunate. We don't have a lot of uh, program in some African-American communities, but we do have a few around, so we need to definitely get those kids involved there. But our program is free. I mentioned earlier, baseball is expensive. It's not expensive at, at the Astros Youth Academy. Everything is free. Uh, some of the things that we do at the Astros Youth Academy, we travel and take kids all over the country. We've been to the All-Star Game, the World Series, uh, to take kids there, and we've taken them to tournaments across the country. But you can go to astros.com uh, slash AYA, and when you get there, Click on become a member, and you're a member, and uh, you start getting our emails pretty much daily. And uh, we want you out there, and we think we can teach your kids how to play baseball again as early as possible in age because it's, it's a great thing. So, what are some of the values? Because I, I, I always tout the the benefits of football and learning character issues and and learning things that will help me in life you know there's certain values that come with playing sports Uh, for you when you talk about baseball what are some of the things that the kids can pick up from playing that can serve them in life not just in sports but in, in the world i think the biggest one for me is diversity you know, our kids, a lot of times, they don't get to, to, to have a, be in a diverse situation. And I think, you know, we learn from everybody. We have, you know, kids that have, have a, a, a nice running car. Their parents drive up and drop them off. And we have kids that, you know, they we push them into the parking lot with their parents' cars. So, But they learn from each other. You know, we we, we knock on wood. We've traveled all over the country, spent nights in, in hotels. We never had a, an issue with kids getting along. And I think baseball kind of teaches us. It's, it's a true team sport. You know, people used to say, well, put the worst kid in right field. No, now right field is the, is the toughest place in baseball to play. So I think just teaching the IQ and learning the baseball game, you know, fans, you know, I think that's what the Astros are about. We're trying to build not, you know, we love to get every kid drafted. But what we're doing is also building fan base. 
Yeah, so and, and we, I want to circle back to the HBCU Classic, but let, let me ask you about the team on the field in the offseason. I mean, coming off of winning it all, it's been it's been a great, great run. It's so, you know, as a native Houstonian, it makes me so proud. You know, my city is is represented by champions. But let's talk a little bit about the offseason. What, what's your take on, on how the offseason has been? Obviously, a couple losses, but that – I think that pitching staff is still pretty much I don't think we've up. had an off season to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of see, man, we work every day and uh, and that's what baseball, a lot of people tell you in November, this, oh, y'all had nothing to do now this is the off season. Our off season you know, for us it started late for the last six years, which is a really a good thing for us because we're, the shows we're winning uh, I'm excited about it I think uh, I think we can win another one, I hope we win another one uh Dusty's excited. Uh, got to visit with him a few days ago when he was in town. Uh, I hate to stop and say, but this is how big this event is. Dusty is coming from spring training to meet with our kids uh, the night before their first game. And that's Dusty said, I've never missed spring training before. But he's coming to town just to visit those kids for a few minutes. So that that's how much it means to the Astros organization. Uh, and like I said, it's from general. But, you know, it's, it's a situation where there's really no offseason in baseball. You know, the other day uh, we had the company softball tournament there at the stadium. And we had to had, they had to stop so Pena and Altuve could – get their work out in. So it's it's a year-round game for those guys. And they have a relationship that is uh, unbelievable. Those kids, those guys, they're, not ki- they're kids to me, I guess, but they get along very well. And I think that's what it's about. You know, we had Fan Fest, you know, last Saturday this time. And to see the guys seeing each other for the first time since probably the parade and see them hugging, hey, and, you know, talking to Altuve and um, Bregman, you know, hey, we're going back to do this again. So we're excited about it. I know I am. I can't wait to get to spring training. Uh, we'll go a couple of days after this tournament is over. We get to go to spring training. I hope that I can relax a bit because this tournament is a a big deal. It's a drain, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I know some of the players come out to the academy through the course of the year. Right. You, uh, and they, I know they get excited about the academy as well, some of the current players, right? That, they do. We have players that come out. You know, Lance McCullers, you know, he was being interviewed Saturday. I just had to be standing off to the side and he talked about the youth academy so it means that they know about it you know we go to spring training uh my staff and i are introduced to the players and new players and you know like two years ago when dusty was there it was right before covid we were there when they sent everybody home for covid and he told those guys whatever those guys right there want we need to give them so that meant a lot so dusty and i and my staff have had a great relationship i met dusty when we first opened the academy with cincinnati and we had a uh scouting clinic here in Houston and he came for that and that's when I got to meet him and in the Dusty I guess doesn't forget people because when I walked up to him after he was signed as an Astro manager he called me by name and that made me really okay hey I got a champion now within the organization in the baseball organization so if you're just joining us uh, uh, visiting with the director of the Houston Astros Youth Academy Daryl Wade who by the way his family. I just we just realized that that's that's my cousin. Like mm-hmm. literally for real. Uh, but we're talking about the 2023 Cactus Jack HBCU Classic. This is happening February 17th through the 19th. This is going to be a really really big deal. And and for folks who've never really seen high quality baseball, because in the swag they play some high quality baseball. Of course, here at Texas Southern, we we certainly do. One of the things that we found out this past week in the Black College Baseball poll, we have five of the top ten teams playing in our tournament. So we're excited about that. 
And so the teams, again, are, are Texas Southern, Southern, Pro Review, uh, Mississippi Valley State, Jackson State, and Grambling. And, again, if you could give out the information uh, on how they can uh, access information on online. Right. Please go to astros.com forward slash HBCU Classic. Uh, they have ticket information, suite information, all the party information there that you can get tickets for. Really excited about it. You know, we're trying to – we want to fill the place up, especially on Saturday. We want every day. But Saturday is our big day because we feel like that 7 o'clock game with TSU and Prairie View, we have enough people in our community we could really sell the stadium out if we wanted to. So hopefully they'll come out and, and support it. Uh, hopefully we're going to have great weather that weekend. Uh, of course, we have a roof. So hopefully, you know, we can get the community to come out and support us. We have a commitment for – three years with our sponsor but I've always said the first one's going to make the second and third one yeah no doubt about it and, and, and we'll do what we can to support it because obviously this is a huge deal for the community and, and it's great to see the Astros reach out to the African American community Ralph anything but what I want to add about the academy mm-hmm. you know he's, he's a very modest fella uh, Daryl Wade uh, you, you for, for the sake of those who may know and may not know uh, at Paul Quinn who was one of your coaches? Well, my it wasn't one. Of, he was one of the coaches there. Was Wesley Boyd, I mean, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. He was, he was not just my coach. He I was, know. He was, you know, he was like my dad. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Coach Boyd being a Undertaker, he had Cadillacs. And uh, when we got to Houston, that was my Cadillac. I drove it probably as much as he did. I used to get mad when his daughter walked the car, and I said, you know, I had to realize, hey, this is her dad. So, uh, so I did a lot of things with Coach Boyd. You know, uh, Coach Boyd tried to get me to, to come work with him in the funeral home. I said, just not my thing. So, um, Coach Boyd was, was very much an influence on me to, to show how to, to, to do things for, for kids. Back when we were in school, you know, Coach Boyd would, would take my car, and they go on, I need to use your car. And I know he Coach going on a three-game road trip in my car. <laughs> so, he, he, whatever it took, you know, yeah. to, to help those those guys. You know, some of my best friends are the basketball players that played at Paul Quinn, and we had some great basketball teams there. And I, I'm really proud to, to be a, have been a part of that. I played baseball. Coach Fontenot was my coach. Right. Coach Boyd was Coach Fontenot's coach in high school. So I, I had the best of both worlds. You know, they, they were fighting about me sometimes. <laughs> that uh, Coach Boyd tried to get me to take me to the basketball. NAIA tournament and Coach Fonda said you don't need to go on that you know you're in school and I said okay coach I won't go well the next day coach puts me in the car and we go recruiting in Memphis Tennessee I'm like still miss the school coach <laughs> and see the other thing about the academy it's in Sylvester Turner Park in Acres Homes but the other thing two icons in Astro Baseball have uh, buildings uh, mm-hmm. situations that are named after the Jimmy Wynn batting cage the Cannon batting, batting cage and then you've got the Bob Watson educational yeah. facility with it, computers in it that's right it's uh, we got the cages after maybe a year there, uh, named after Jimmy Wynn, and now we have the the Bob Watson building where we're able to do things uh, in a, a an environment where we're air conditioned and heat, and we can do stuff year round now inside. We do a lot of things. We do a program in the summer called Outside the Lions, where we yeah. teach kids about the other jobs in baseball. Yeah, that's uh, our, huge. Our former GM was very supportive of that. And I'm pretty sure that the, the new GM is going to get in with us and help us there. Uh, we've been very fortunate. We have we had a young lady that worked uh, in New York this past year in Major League Baseball. So you know, we're getting our kids out there, not just in the game, but in the in the in the, on the uh, business side on the of business things. side of it, and that's that's really important. But uh, you know, Bob Watson, uh, 
I think he came to the facility right. March 7th when we opened it and a few weeks later passed away. So I'm very proud that he was able to get to see the building. That uh, He was another guy. You know, baseball is, you know, my first day on the job with the Astros, I picked up Rod Carew at the airport. Wow. You know, for a clinic. I'm like, you know, this is unbelievable. Right. You know, I've met so many different, you know, people that I grew up idolizing. You know, Bob Watson, he called me from New York and said, <laughs> uh, I'm, there, I'm Bob Watson, I'm going to come visit you in a few days. And he showed up, and he and I have been friends ever since. His family, uh, his daughter and son and, and wife, uh, really uh, support our program out there. I see the other thing. One other thing I want to add about the Astros, um, what being one who paid his way into the first game, me, yeah, Code Forty Fives. I never dreamed that I would <clears throat> see what I I, I see now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Wade, a Houstonian, over the Astro Academy in Sylvester Turner Park. Gene Diaz, uh, another. African American over the media department. You got Enos Cabell working hand in hand with Jim Crane. What African American? Now you've got Dana Brown coming in. You've got Paula Harris over the uh, foundation, and then you've got Dusty Baker. Got, mm-hmm. And when when this effort started, see this effort started years ago. You had Hank Aaron really start. This is why Dusty is so involved in this. Hank Aaron would pull re- black reporters aside and say, "Hey, you guys need to do more." Uh, in regards to getting people in the front office. This was when it was 27% right. black players. Right. And you'd have no blacks in the front office and no blacks as coaches or managers or whatever assistants. And he would stress that. And now to see this come to where it is now, uh, and this is, again, this goes, imagine being with Hank Aaron every day like Dusty right. was. This is why this is so important to a guy like that. And uh, to be around and see all of this happening when you got a guy say, hey, man, uh, you're not doing enough. Uh, in regards to talking about black managers, right. black general managers, and to see Daryl doing this, uh, it, it's just a huge thing. And uh, this, uh, if you've never been out there for baseball, college baseball, you can sit there and watch all of these teams in one afternoon. And just having a, uh, just a <laughs> great afternoon. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward you to it. You got a hot dog day out there? <laughs> Daryl, can you arrange a dollar hot dog. You know, I have no problem. You know, go, He'll go I, try it. I know. He'll go try it. We'll go ask for sure. Yeah, yeah. A dollar hot dog hour or something. And the ticket is $10 for three games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't yeah. beat that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And you're supporting the HBCUs. And again, it's a statement that you can support your university. And you talk about having alumni from all of these schools mm-hmm. in the greater Houston area. Right. And it, this is going to be a big deal. And like I said, I hope it's a huge success so we can continue to have these One things. One thing that we've done is we've reached out to all the, the Divine Nine, you know, we we, we, right. we talked to the panel at the council here yeah. in Houston. We want everybody. If you didn't go to one of these schools, you ought sure. to be there. I have, I know, eight of my college teammates <laughs> from Paul Quinn are coming in for that weekend just because we're having it. I'm sure they're coming because they supported me, but because they like baseball and they're seeing something happen for the first time. Yeah, and, and like I said, if you, and going out to McGregor Park last spring, seeing the the, the the crowd start to pick up, and we've done a really good job. Kevin Allen and the athletic department have done a great job of promoting baseball, TSU baseball coach Rob, and and what they're doing and making it an event out there. But this is a great kickoff with a, an event yeah. in a venue like this. Some of you might know we we. Might not know. We hired 10 TSU interns this yes. past summer. Meshack is, well, Meshack works under Dean He's there, right, right. So we have. Isaiah Thornton was we've one. Had a, we, we do, we, I, the Astros are trying to do their part, and I think that's, that's absolutely awesome for us, you know, <laughs> that we're doing that. And to see these young, and I tell all these young people that I hire, you know, 
I'll get you in the door, but you need to go down the hall. Don't just stay here in the youth academy. Go down the hall. We've been forced to get some of them down the hall, so we're excited about that. Well, who's your assistant? I'm sorry. My He's assistant is Dwayne Stella, who was uh, played for University of Oklahoma National Championship team, an African-American shortstop at, uh, at Oklahoma. And uh, we're, I'm really probably one of the best assistants I've ever had in my life. I know that the, Dion, I did all Dean, who was my sister, would probably get mad at me for saying that. But, you know, and Dion was great also, but Dwayne is very. Uh, I mean, he's the he's he's the guy. I'm really yeah. proud to to work with him. Well, like I said, we certainly appreciate it. And at some point, we'll be giving away tickets. And uh, we're going to keep talking about this because it's a huge event. The 2023 Cactus Jack HBCU Classic featuring Texas Southern, Prairie View, Mississippi Valley State, Southern, Jackson State, and Grambling State. And, and uh, for the, if folks want to reach out to you and the academy, do you have a phone number for them? I don't mind giving them my cell number because this is you know important to us. We have no problem. My number is 281-795-1851. Again, it's 281-795-1851. And if you notice, I said that slow because I remember many years ago, I was on Ralph show. You told me you got to slow down. When you the phone. <laughs> I never forgot, I never forgot never that. Never forgot it. Huh? But, uh, and then go to astros.com um, slash AYA <laughs> and uh, – Please, you know, get your kids involved in baseball around this community. We have some kids that can play baseball. We just got to give them a shot. And one more thing, I want to I want to applaud the Astros for what they did for Sunnyside uh, recently. Uh, we have uh, little leagues uh, in the Sunnyside Park at Law Park. Uh, thank the Lawson, Dr. Lawson Howard and some others out there. They donated a brand new van mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to transport the kids from Sunnyside to where? To your park. To our park, to the Astro, <laughs> to the state, whatever they needed for us there. there. Uh, matter of fact, we're each kid in uh, Sunnyside Park and Law Park are getting free tickets to this game right, for three right. days. So right. we want the kids out there, parents come with your kids. Uh, let's have a good time from February 17th, 18th, 19th. I am overly excited about it. As I said, I worked harder, you know, this past year, probably just working on this tournament than anything. And, uh, I want I as a native Eastern want to see it to be a success, not for my benefit, but for this community and these kids. And, and although Paula Paula Harris didn't uh, go to Worthing, she's a Sunnyside product. She's yeah, at Worthing yeah. this morning. Yeah, she's uh, Sunnyside in an engineering program, and Paula's a former engineer, and uh, she is. I call her San Warfare. She's everywhere. <laughs> hey, well, we certainly appreciate it. And look, we, don't make this your last visit. We got a lot we want to get yeah. into. Well, you and, and I have did. a lot to talk about. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> Little family reunion here. Hey, gonna take a time. I want to thank you, Daryl Wade, for hanging out with us and giving us. Some- to have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. Enjoyed that conversation with Daryl Wade, and it was very serendipitous as uh, initially Paula Harris, the head of the Astros Foundation, was slated to be there in studio. Said she couldn't make it because of a previous engagement. He stepped in, and we got to talking, and yeah, it was it was great. And of course, uh, great to connect with him. He, I've heard his name for years around the Houston area with H.I. D and some of the other things he's done with the Astros uh, Youth Academy. So, yeah, very familiar with him. So that was fun. And hopefully you took a lot away from that conversation. Maybe got you fired up about HBCU baseball, about the Houston Astros, about getting kids involved in baseball, especially in the minority community. A lot of scholarships. We've been talking about this for a while. A lot of scholarship opportunities can be earned through baseball. I know look, a lot of folks, their kids want to play football and 
basketball, but baseball is a great outlet and a great opportunity to possibly earn uh, some money towards a college education. So that's very important. And if you know kids that want to get involved, hey, reach out to them. Tell them you heard about it on KTSU or on the podcast, and they will take great care of you at the Youth Baseball Academy. With that, going to wrap this brief cast up. But before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, if this is your first time, again, want to encourage you to make us a part of your podcast menu. Go back and listen to full-fledged episodes with a number of the features and the Lamont Award and all of the fun stuff we do each and every time out. And again, you can give us a call on the sports line, 832-941-6614, and join the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page on Facebook and like the fan page. All of that good stuff. But if you can't remember any of that, please remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.